Hello and welcome to Create, Talk, Repeat. My name is Dustin Brenton. On this episode, I spoke with Johnny Woods, a creator of animation and music. We discussed his unique style and bonded over our love of Alan Palomo, known to most of you as Neon Indian, and our love of those 90s computer animated VHS tapes beyond the mind's eye. But before we get to that interview, here's a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Anchor.fm is now Spotify for podcasters. New name, improved experience. Spotify is more dedicated than ever to empowering creators. This platform will continue to offer the best features to grow your podcast and distribute it everywhere, all for free. Visit podcasters.spotify.com for more details. Back to the show. Hello, and today on Create Talk Repeat, we're joined by Johnny Woods. Johnny, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Johnny, I will start off just by asking you the question I ask everybody. The first question that I ask everybody when they come on here is, what do you create? Which is always a loaded question because everybody's like, I create messes or whatever. <laughs> so what is it that you create? Well, um, pro professionally, I mostly create uh, videos and animation. Um, and have been doing so for about 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I also create music. Um, I would love to do that professionally, but uh, it's more of, a, more of a hobby for the most part, or a passion, I should say. It's more of a passion yeah. than a working hobby, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, we've, uh, you know, I've talked to several people on this podcast and uh, people that they're, they're artists, but then they also make music too, or they are, you know, uh, musicians or they also create art there's there's never not not never i don't want to use absolutes but a lot of times when somebody is something they also have other passions we, we're creative people we have a need to create totally and i actually think the more you uh the more i got into doing video professionally the more i found i needed something else just mm -hmm. do creative to relax you know because it, it once you become very professional at something it's a lot harder to just enjoy it for right. its own sake sometimes yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'm the same way so i'm a graphic designer and i've i've also uh create music and self-publish it out on spotify and whatnot and then um it would be great if i could get more than 20 people to listen to it but you know <laughs> totally, totally. I, I also I also paint and i also write and I, I mean i have all kinds of things that you know just have this need to keep creating because like you said once you start doing it as a profession then you need to find something else for your creative outlet so that's kind of uh where where i live so where did you when did you start so you do mostly video and animation when did that start for you did you uh, as a kid were you doing animation you know pen and paper did you start on the computer how did, how did that begin for you no it was it was pretty uh roundabout um i started in earnest, I guess when I was uh, probably around 20 was the first time I, I started experimenting with just doing video stuff. Um, and my real, at that point in time, my interest was mostly video feedback um, and other like things of that sort. This was before, so this would be in 99. 98, 99. So like computers were being used for video, but it was pretty new. Mm -hmm. um, so most video was still like being edited on tape or people were using film. Um, 
and so that was uh I, I was really interested at that time in being a painter uh sculptor i was i was into the fine arts um and i started playing with videos an extension of that but um but then really started getting into it uh later because i realized it was a pretty good way to make money um the, the skills weren't very common yeah uh, i did end up getting into computers like pretty early on and programs like after effects um and it just seemed like a cool little career niche uh to find for myself and um that's sort of how i got really into it um but uh but my earliest impulses were like the abstract side of it and just playing with the technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of stayed true to this day. Um, although I don't, I don't fully make my income off of that kind of work, but boy, would I love to. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. You know, and, and at moments I have. So uh, yeah, but that's it's, it's about 20 years it's been going on now. <laughs> how did you how did you learn how to do all of this? Were you are you formally trained in any way or was this all self-taught? Because you know, 98, that's before uh YouTube. So you weren't YouTube yeah. videos of how to do it. Um pretty much uh, it's funny because when it comes to um video, I am almost a hundred percent self-taught. Uh I had friends. I don't think I've ever taken like a class in mm -hmm. any video um but definitely pick things up from friends pick things up from people i worked with um which i think is the best way to learn anything creative is just you know getting in there and in, in entry-level positions and just learning from people who do it every day mm -hmm. um but largely i'm self-taught uh and i also uh actually taught for a long time and teaching is a really good way to learn in mm -hmm. my opinion. so i was teaching stuff um and part of teaching is you have to know it really well so if, you, if you're doing a lecture on something you don't know that well or a workshop you have to like cram and learn it really hard uh, yep. and these days i think it's it's like it's so amazing what what's available on youtube and all these other places for like tutorials and for learning mm -hmm. uh, I was I was actually talking to a friend this morning about that. Like I would have killed to have had that back then. But I also think it was cool to just have to sort of struggle with something. Like there's you know I've spent weeks of my life just staring at After Effects, trying to figure out like how the how do you do this thing? <laughs> because there's nobody right. to ask. There is no like in, online resources. You know there were no. Mm -hmm. You just had to kind of bang on buttons and move things around until the thing that you wanted to happen happened. Um, yeah. So I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword that all, all this information exists now. Mm -hmm. I also I also teach as well, teach um, design and, and web stuff. And I, I tell my students the same thing of you have this amazing wealth of knowledge at your fingertips. And just, I mean, I still, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I still go to YouTube and look up tutorials just to learn a new technique or learn something that I don't normally do and try to, you know, get myself out of my, out of my silo, out of my box of what I normally do. So to have that at our fingertips, to be able to learn new techniques or new styles is just, it's amazing, uh, amazing tool uh, for us to use, or it could be a tool just to sit and mindlessly watch, you know, random hilarious cat videos or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> so you've worked with some, uh, pretty amazing people. I, I, so I, 
learned about Johnny Woods through Alan Palomo, Neon Indian. Um, not because I know him, <laughs> because I follow him on Instagram and I would love to know him. So if you have his number, tell him I want him on the show. Um, but uh, uh, but no, I'm a huge fan of Neon Indian, have been for years. And when the new song was being teased and came out, I immediately, I was I was there as soon as the uh, the um, launch of the video on YouTube, I was I was watching it when it launched. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks just like Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> It does. <laughs> so, so Johnny animated the video, and uh, tell us a little bit about just kind of how that uh, that process, how it came about. Just uh, you know, did you know uh, uh, Alan or Mac before this, or? Yes, Alan and I go way, way back. Uh, I believe we've known each other. I'm going to say 12 years now, maybe a little bit longer. So you do have his phone number. Okay. Well, I do have his phone number. We're very close. He, he yeah. sang at my wedding. Oh my um, yeah. We're, uh, uh, we, we, we lived in New York at the same time when we first met and we would like go to brunch every week. We met, it's kind of cute how we met um, his uh, video person for their live show uh, was supposed to fly to New York to do a festival at Governor's Ball and uh, his video guy couldn't make it um and so uh they they he put alan in touch with me um and so i kind of filled in for their regular video guy um and i met alan like 30 seconds before we were about to go on stage and play <laughs> just like a quick handshake he was like oh you're the guy cool okay yeah. um and we went out and played and then afterwards we started talking about like movies and we just we hit it off like immediately we got brunch the next day and like went to a movie and it was very we, cool. we have a, a very similar taste in cinema and in, in a lot of arts mm -hmm. um so we became close pretty quickly and then i ended up becoming their regular video person for that tour um and we did a whole bunch of video projects together we made a short film together for the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I hope we continue to do creative projects together for the rest of our lives. But uh, so what, was so, the, what was the process for this this new song? Was it, uh, did you have the idea of it or was he, did he come to you with the idea? How was, what is the process and how did you build it? It was a little, so, so I was working on um, uh, indie film called God Crusher, which is, it's, it hasn't been released yet, but what it is, I highly suggest you see it. And the film is about this Nintendo game, this lost Nintendo game from the 80s. And I was hired to recreate the Nintendo game. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all like period accurate NES style animation. Cool. Um, and it was really cool. It's really weird. And I sent it to Alan just as like, uh, oh, buddy, you got to check this out. Um, and he got really excited about it. And then a couple months later, he brought up the idea. He was like, hey, since you know how to like do this type of animation now, I have this idea for the next album of just recreating Leisure Suit Larry. And I was like, oh, hell yes, we're recreating <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry. Like, let's just do this. And one of the things I love about Alan as a person and as an artist is that like when he decides to pay tribute to something, uh, and we share this, he and I, like if we're going to do a tribute to something, I don't want to like reference it. I want to make it look exactly like it. So right. we weren't gonna like um, half half ass anything. We weren't gonna just 
do like an impression or a whatever mm-hmm. we made sure every frame of that video could have been rendered by like a dos computer in 1989 yeah. um, it looks just like that yeah and and, it, and it, if you if you hold up like a screen of leaders to larry like a screenshot and of the video they are identical same color palette, same resolution, um, same sprite resolution even. So uh, <clears throat> so I was just super stoked. Um, and then Alan wrote the script, and I started drawing all the backgrounds and stuff, and uh, just kind of went from there. But yeah, he just I'm- called me one day and said, let's do this. And I said, oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on, on your website, it says that you built the uh, Built the whole thing frame by frame in Photoshop. Is that how, how? I mean, obviously it's true. You wrote it on your website, but yeah. it, so you you had to draw each frame in in Photoshop, uh, just like a normal animation. How did you How did you actually end up building it after that? Yeah. Um, well, it was uh, you know you start with the backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, so we were able to find like really pretty good playthroughs of Leisure Suit Larry 2 and 3, which um, used the same graphics engine. Uh, so we were able to like pull from either of them. And I just redrew as much, I just pulled like the best high-res versions of the backgrounds I could find and just started redrawing them in Photoshop. And then we redrew, uh, the or not redrew, we had to draw all the characters. Um, using the original games as reference. So we kind of built like, first I built an asset library that was just backgrounds, character sprites, uh, props we might need, you know, all these sorts of things. Uh, And then it's just a lot of copying and pasting for the most part. Um, But there's there's like a couple things that were done in After Effects. Originally I tried to do a lot of stuff in After Effects, but it doesn't respond really well to that type of animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point I realized I was just animating everything one frame at a time anyway. So I was like, I might as why am I doing this? Right. So uh, it was a lot easier and more precise to get it done in Photoshop. Um, yeah. But I did end up doing the scores in After Effects. So the website is a little bit of a lie because the, the score <laughs> in the upper left-hand corner is uh, done in After Effects. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's very cool and very true to it. And I, I like the idea that like you said, like you're, when you're paying tribute to something, you're actually 100% going into it full force. You're not just kind of alluding to it. And I, I had a, an instructor when I was going uh, when I was in college who um, who would who would give us the advice of don't be a wimp. Like if you're going to do something, do it intentionally to show it was on purpose and not um, not an accident. And so you know it's not like you're trying to you know just hey it kind of is like no this is actually this looks like it could have been lifted straight from the game and it's it's incredible i've watched it i can't a number of times and i you know here i don't know if this is a compliment or not i was so into watching the animation of the video that i didn't really even get the song at first like i was just like this i had to go listen to it on spotify afterwards to really hear the song to go did i like the song or did i just like the video <laughs> yeah totally that's i don't think anyone would be offended by you say i don't even think alan would be offended by that if you yeah. said that. well it um, turns out i enjoyed the song too i've listened to yeah. it hundreds of times since then so yeah. did you did you do the uh the cover art as well no that's uh robert Beatty who does uh all of Alan's covers, I believe, um, or at least all the recent ones, which if you're not familiar with his work, he is, I think he's the best illustrator working in the world today. Um, and his 
his portfolio is like astonishing. Um, he's an enormously talented guy. Yeah, I've looked I've looked at his work before. He's uh, amazing stuff, but it's uh yeah. So maybe uh may, maybe someday I can have him on the show too. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so you you've worked with Alan and um you do work with Adult Swim as well and you've worked with NBC, HBO Max, uh you know TikTok, what am I leaving out here? Uh, Big Boy, you've worked with, I mean, just you, you name it and you've worked with them, it feels like. And, you know, how how do you, well, you know, for people out there who are getting into, you know, animation or getting into just any kind of industry, how do you make these kind of contacts? Are they reaching out to you? Is this something where you're putting the stuff out into the world and they're responding? How, I mean, at some point you've you've clearly built a following or built a, uh, persona of if we want this kind of look, let's call Johnny, you know, and so, but how did, how does that kind of work for, let's say somebody starting out? Yeah, I think, you know, it's hard. Um, I, I, uh, it took me a long time, like the first, oh, the first like five to seven years that I was like really seriously pursuing doing this kind of work, it was tough to those kinds of things and it wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. um, but I I mean, if I was gonna give people advice, my number one piece of advice would be move to New York or Los Angeles, at least for a period of time. Um, mm -hmm. I think the way the world is now, you don't have to live in those places for like permanent, but uh, that's still like everybody I work with to this day are people I met when I was living in New York or in LA. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived in both places for, for five, six years each. Um, and uh, a lot of the work that I do these days, I can tie back directly to, uh, uh, I, I threw a party in LA. I threw like an animation party, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, where we did like screenings and, you know, it was BYOB and people would just hang out. It was very social, mm -hmm. but also a screening event. Um, and that was where I met a lot of the people I still work with now. Um, and that was how I got, you know, the jobs that led me to NBC, to Big, Big Boy's like creative director was just at one of those screenings. Yeah. Uh, which was a funny, this, this like scrawny little, kid just came up to me after the show and was like hey uh do you do videos and i was like what yeah he's like you ever work with musicians and i was like who the hell is this guy he's like i, yeah, I work with some musicians can I, can I get your number i gave him my number he called the next day and it turns out he was big boy's creative director and that's you never that's, you, you never know who you're talking to right you know um and he's like the greatest guy in the world and i love him still work with him all the time yeah. um but uh yeah, it's uh, so for me, that was always like networking. Um, I think that's the one of the keys for anybody, whether it's your, yeah, your level or just, you know, starting out, whatever it might be, if you're, you know, just a designer or animator, whatever it might be, is networking, get out there, get to know people. And, you know, you don't, like you said, you, or I said, but you made the story, uh, was uh, you, you never know who you're talking to. So yeah. if that if that kid would have walked over to you and you'd be like, this is a nobody, whatever kid, and walked away and like not, you know, paying me any attention, then you wouldn't have got what you got. You know, you got to treat the janitor the same as the CEO. 
Exactly. You never know who those people are. Take every phone call, you know, reply Mm -hmm. to every email um, Mm -hmm. and uh, be, be nice be kind to people that's um, novel be be nice and kind. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah you know don't burn bridges don't think you're too good for any project because you really sure. never know but um but i do think there's really is something still to be said for the the big like creative hubs um you've just got a better shot at meeting somebody who's going to be able to put you in touch with somebody else who will right. you know and it's and it's all just chains of things like I got some um, jobs that were like not that great, but you meet people on those not so great jobs who later end up at bigger companies, and mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, uh, people I always move on. Yeah, I I, uh, I used to work at BuzzFeed, um, and you know, one of uh, I was I ran a department there, and you know, one of the kids who I worked with there, who I like, he was I was his manager. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like a big wig at Amazon uh, and hires me to edit videos for him. So, you know, you never really know where people are going to end up. And- right. Yeah. It, it comes back around and it's always good. Like you said, be nice to people and, uh, you know, network, network. That's a, that's a huge thing that I tell everybody. So where did, where did this, this passion, this creativity come from in your life? Like was where your, were your parents, creative was this something that you learned and you know it came from your own desire was this through school do you have a, a teacher that was a really big impression on you in like high school or something where did where did this passion for creativity come from you know i don't know um I, i've always had it like I, re- I remember always having it my parents are are not i mean my dad worked at a lumber yard my mom was a school nurse mm-hmm. um neither of them did anything very creative my mom played the piano very very poorly um she did insist that we take music lessons as kids um and so like music was always a part of my life but i i honestly can't remember i remember i got really into the visual arts when i was in high school but i don't remember why um or like what the (laughs) what or who the impetus was I was always really obsessed with technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this would be, I started high school in 1994 and I had a computer, but they were very, you know, you couldn't really do much. But I remember even in those like very, very early days, uh, I was really into MS Paint and sure. uh, I got, I got, I remember using Photoshop like V1, like, like way, wow. way yeah. in the day um uh and all of that i was just always interested in it and and really interested in the technological side um whether that was photography or like early digital stuff um i had like a copy of 3d studio max in like 98 97 98 that i got really into for a little while um but uh yeah i've, I've always been a really technical artist Mm-hmm. Uh, more than like i'm not the creative genius guy i'm like the i'm gonna figure out how we do this guy uh and that's always been the side i've been drawn to but i honestly can't remember uh where it yeah. started or where that came from it was it was always fun on the on those first computers because I, I was same time getting my first computer and you know i would I don't know how many hours I would spend just messing around on on Microsoft Paint and creating just garbage 
<laughs> or creating new wallpapers for my background on my computer. I was like fascinated with that. Or um, I even had um, a Commodore 64 that I had, um, I don't know if it was Print Shop Deluxe, but it was some sort of print shop thing where you can make like banners and cards. And I always thought that was like the coolest thing that I can make this and then I could print it. I had this dot matrix printer that I could actually, you know, they would print it out on this weird paper that had holes on the side you had to peel off. But uh, but I was always really into, like you said, like the digital aspect of it, of being able to create something on the computer and, uh, you know, whether it be garbage and Microsoft Paint or up to what we're doing today. It's uh, it's always kind of fascinated me as well. But I had my brother that also showed me some of this stuff. So he was, uh, don't tell him I'm saying something nice about him, but that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw him doing cool stuff and I wanted to do cool stuff like he did. So. So do you have any like favorite piece of yours that you look at that you kind of go, this is my, my, one of my favorite things that I've ever created? I do. Um, and it's less about the piece itself than the context. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I did a show for Adult Swim last year called Ambient Swim. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like literally my dream come true project. Uh, so it's a, if you're, it's a show on HBO Max, um, which is extraordinarily cool. Uh, a producer I've worked with a lot at uh, Adult Swim named Cody DiMatteis, who's a wonderful human being, called me one day, like out of the blue, and was like, hey, we have this new show. I think you'd be great for it. Um, and he gave me like the elevator pitch, and I was like, this show sounds amazing. Um, and the, the whole concept behind it is it's just ambient music and like trippy animations mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's it, <laughs> so, uh, which I've been trying to do in like various contexts for, you know, since I was 20 years old. Um, yeah. That's always been my number one interest is just a hard thing to find budgets for. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's historically not something people are super interested in watching either. Right. So it was a really, really cool project. And I loved the way that the episode turned out. Um, and it was really super, super fun to work on. It had a great budget. It was like just the absolute dream project. Uh, did you, did you use any of your own, own music? Yes, that was the best part. I got to use my own music. Um, and I, I produced all the video. Uh, the video was all made using analog techniques, which is something I also love to do, but but rarely find people, you know, clamoring to. <laughs> There's not a lot of demand out there for it. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was all the video was all made with synthesizers, and it was all like shot off an oscilloscope, and um, just has like a really glowy, kind of cool feeling to it. Um, Very so cool. I just love working with light. Um, and it's it's the sort of thing I never thought I would like really get paid to make. Um, mm -hmm. And th those for me are the coolest moments and the coolest projects. Right. Is when it's something that it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't believe you actually got to you, you get to do something fun and somebody's gonna give me money for this. <laughs> okay, where do right. I sign? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the stuff I would do for myself if. Mm -hmm. I just you know had a week off and i wanted to do something fun and creative that's exactly what i would do yeah um, and it's you know it's rare that those things line up have you have you ever heard of there was these videos that came out in the uh, mid early to mid 90s that were called um 
in, into the mind's eye and beyond oh, the yeah. mind's eye. You remember those? That's kind of what, when you're talking about this, I started thinking about that. It had all this 3D animation and then just this electronic type music, and some of it ambient, some of the more excited techno type stuff. But I remember buying those VHS tapes at, uh, at Best Buy. And I think I bought one for my brother for Christmas or something. And we, yeah. I, I loved watching those. I, uh, I made a tribute to those, um, really? I guess about 10 years ago. Uh, uh, oh boy, I can't remember what it's called now. And I released it on VHS and DVD. Um, and it was, that, that was one of my favorite projects also. And that was, that was, uh, you know, I didn't make any money. Off of it. it was, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but, a passion project of some yeah, sort. Yeah, total passion project. I did the whole thing on like analog VHS tape. Like I even edited it on tape machines. Really? Um, so I tried to again do it like pretty authentic to the era. Mm -hmm. uh, all three D animation, like really trippy and and goofy with weird electronic music. Uh, cool. So is, yeah, is any of that any of that on YouTube or? Yeah, I put the whole thing up on YouTube. Uh, it's it's called Dazzling Odysseys, which is awesome. a tribute to uh, Odyssey Productions was who put out Beyond the Mind's Eye and all of those mm -hmm. tapes, and Dazzle was like another VHS tape of the of the era. So it's a tribute. Um, yeah, and the whole thing's free on YouTube now. Awesome. I'll have to look that up after yeah. after we're done, and and all the listeners go go look it up. Don't don't do it while you're listening to the podcast. Finish the podcast first, and then we'll go look it up. Yeah. Um, so who? Who or what continues to inspire you today? Is it is it just learning new techniques? Is it music? Is it just the world around you, family, friends? What what's out there? You know, somebody on Instagram. What's out there that's continuing to inspire you to be creative? Is it money? <laughs> you know what? It is money, <laughs> and not and not in a um, you know. I th I'm going through like a period. I had a son. Uh, I have a I have a year and a half old son. Oh, congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, which was obviously pretty, pretty life changing, and mm -hmm. makes you. I mean, a it takes up so much of your time, and you just you want it to take up even more. So yeah. every, I've always been extremely industrious in how I work, um, and people who know me, that's that's usually the first thing they'll say about me is, how do you do so much stuff? You know, and it's yeah. just, it's just what I love to do is to be creative and to do things. And uh, you know, with my son now, it's it's like I, I kind of just want to hang out with him, like as much mm -hmm. as possible. And as he gets older, I know that's only going to become more and more the case. So um, these days, I, I mean, obviously, he inspires me, and my wife inspires me, and our just our lifestyle inspires me um, a lot. But I also feel like with um, on the creative side. Uh, that I've, I've put in a lot of work at this point, you know, and have a lot of experience. And at this point, um, I, I really like where I just, I don't just get to be creative, but I also feel like I'm being valued. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think money conversations can get really, a lot of people look down on them and they can get like crass and people think it's, you know, whatever, people have all these weird things about money, but to me, it just comes down to like, am I being valued for my time and my experience, not right. just for, you know, my labor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so money has become a much bigger motivating factor in my creativity just because 
I want to spend time with my son. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I don't, don't want to sit here and and do a bunch of grunt work. Um, yeah. at, at this stage of my career, I'd rather I'd, I'll come in and I'll deliver and I'll give great value. Mm -hmm. um, and so now, uh, I love when I find projects where I can really uh, use my experience and have fun. I think all creativity needs to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, and also be valued for it. Yeah, that'll only grow as you get older and as your your son gets older. I got a ten year old son, and um, you know I'm the same way. I want to spend as much time as I can with him, and then the uh, at some point you'll want to like do the creativity with him and start you know involving him in you know hey you want to you know paint with me hey you want to see what I'm doing hey when I don't know how many times uh, my sons watch me work and he's like. Uh, he's like, I'll, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making a logo. And he's like, I'll try to make a logo too. Okay, buddy. Well, here's the parameters. Try to make one. And, you know, so, and we've entered art competitions together and stuff. And that sort of stuff just is, is so much fun. Well, but he holds it over my head because the art competition that we entered, he ended up getting third place in his division and I got nothing. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. He's, he's, you know, 10 years old and got art awards and I got squat. So it's, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's still all good though. So it's it's fun to have that experience and have you know to spend that time with them and and to be able to try to you know pass that along as well. It's definitely an inspiration having having the kids in your life. So, you know, what is it? What is it that uh, that you're working on now or in the future? Anything you can you can talk about that you can tell us about the uh, new stuff? Are you working more videos for for Alan? Is there what's coming up? There's nothing. There's there's a couple exciting things that I can't talk about. Um, but, uh, the, the biggest thing coming up is I'm, I'm going to New York next, this weekend to, uh, win a, I won a Webby award. So I'm oh, going, to, yes. going to get that. Um, and that's for ongoing work. I do, I work, uh, for Amazon prime video, mm -hmm. uh, doing their TikTok videos. Um, so I work with a, a team that, that does social media videos. Um, and we we want a wedding, um, and I'll awesome. continue doing that. Uh, that's been, I've been working with them for four years now, uh, and that's been kind of like my bread and butter, like main gig. It's creatively kind of repetitive, but um, uh, again, I'm starting to appreciate those jobs a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I would, you know, one thing I'm hoping to find time and space for in the next year is to figure out how to make like a regular practice out of um, the work I did for Adult Swim, for Ambient Swim, um, just because it was like this this dream type project. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I'm not going to, uh, that uh, that's not an opportunity that's going to come along frequently. So I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of fold that into my everyday life, that right. type of process, uh, to where I could start like regularly releasing things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the, you know, there's a couple other things I can't talk about, but uh, that's the foreseeable future for now. Um, Very cool. Well, yeah, congrats on the on the Webby Award. That's a, that's a <laughs> pretty cool award to receive. So, yeah. um, you know, congrats on that. And hopefully hopefully that's uh, there's many more to come. So if if anybody wants to see Johnny's work, uh, you can go to johnnywoods.com. Um, it's just as it's, it's spelled, just as it sounds. Um, and uh, you can see some of the really cool, some of it's real kind of, um what word am i looking for trippy far out surreal type stuff and it's really cool mind-bending type uh animations that you've created um i'm trying to remember which one it was i was looking at earlier that i was kind of like what am i looking at here 
but it was awesome. But it was like that is super cool. Something was like the Olympics or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the. Well, yeah, it's, funny. it's funny because I did that. That's another one for Adult Swim. The adult um, Swim off the air. That's what it was. Yeah, it was off the air. Um, and I did. It was a sports episode, and they they emailed me and asked me if I wanted to do something for the sports episode. And I was like, Yeah, I do. I want to do this thing about the Olympics. I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, and uh, the funny part about that was two years later, I ended up going to the actual Olympics. <laughs> Do something that's I wonder which came first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but that was pretty funny. How much when you do something like off the air? When when they when they contact you, they know what they're getting. But how much creative freedom do you get? Do you create things and sometimes they go, and eh, let's let's pull this back or let's do yeah. how how much creative freedom yeah. are they giving you? They give you one billion percent. Um, really? Yeah, it's you know, D Dave the guy who runs off the air, I think he just, well, for one thing, a lot of times they'll choose stuff that already kind of exists in the world. Um, they do commission stuff, but um, I think that most of the episodes are pulled from things that already exist or from artists that do like a really specific thing. Um, so I think generally they know what they're getting and you have to tell them what you're going to do, you know? So, but, yeah. but my experience with them, so I've done three episodes now um my experience has been like i say like oh uh, what if i do this and they're like perfect <laughs> that's the whole thing um yeah they're they're such a joy to work with um you know and it's there's obvious there's like tv broadcast stuff you have to adhere to standards stuff yeah right you, you gotta but, you know be decent. Yeah, i think i think the worst mistake you could make working with them is uh doing something too like not crazy <laughs> right being too tame about it yeah exactly so i know we you've already given a, a uh, some advice and before i let you go i got one last question and it's it's usually my question is what kind of advice would you give to creatives and i know we've talked about networking and and moving to new york and whatnot but is do you have any advice as far as keeping your creativity going is there some sort of advice that you would give to a classroom full of creatives Oh yeah, um, the you know, like I mentioned earlier, people have always, everybody I've always worked with has always commented on my industriousness and how I could just like always be creative. Um, and I think it's just because there's, you just have to stay extraordinarily open-minded, like like obnoxiously open-minded at all times about everything. Like nothing you're ever doing is stupid. It's just love whatever you're doing go at it like full speed don't second guess yourself just do stuff um it's it's you know something i tell people all the time is it's not up to you to decide whether or not something's worth making like the world's gonna let you know mm -hmm. <laughs> and the world is gonna have no problem telling you you're not good enough or this isn't interesting enough or whatever and that's the world's job your job is just to keep doing the stuff that mm -hmm. for whatever reason you want to do um, and I think as long as you keep that, then it's really easy. Uh, obviously, it takes some in internal work to get to that place, but um, sure. but yeah, let let the world judge you. That's not your job. Yeah, there's there's uh, that's great great advice to be. And I like the uh, how did you put it? Be uh, open, you know, open minded, ridiculously open minded. You know, just uh, always be able to take in whether that be the world around you or 
uh, whether it may, you know, criticism from the world, mm -hmm. constructive, hopefully it's constructive criticism, not just that stuff, <laughs> but to be open-minded to your work and just, um, you know, you're creating it for a reason. There's a reason why you're, you're creating it and hopefully somebody will, will see it and find it, you know, not, uh, your work not always for everybody. I'm sure somebody would would watch the new uh, new uh, Alan Falomo video and go, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and we look at it and go, "This is fantastic. I love this." You know. So, uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. It was a, it was a great time talking with you. And uh, congrats on the award. And um, look forward to seeing more work of yours in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Each week on Create, Talk, Repeat, I want to leave you with some creative task or inspiration. Something to get your creative juices flowing. This week, I want you to try your hand at animation. You can create an old flipbook using pencil and paper and staple edges. You can load up that obsolete version of Adobe Flash that you learned to use back in the day. Or just create an animated GIF in Photoshop. Your animation can be 30 minutes or 30 seconds. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Try to push yourself to learn a new technique, but ultimately, just have fun. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Thanks for listening to Create Talk Repeat. Create Talk Repeat is a Brenton Creative production. Created and hosted by me, Dustin Brenton. Development and brainstorming assistance by Darren Caldwell. Music by Creative Culture. Follow us on Facebook at Create Talk Repeat or visit our website at createtalkrepeat.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.